We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. A new five-star commitment for Dan Lanning and the Oregon Ducks, and things are heating up on the recruiting trail. We're talking about that on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Been a little minute since I got to talk to you guys out there in the podcasting world. Also on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus. I uh, was actually out in Italy for my best friend's wedding. Um, so huge shout out to, to Michael and Tatiana, uh, getting to be out there for, for their marriage. That was a super, super fun time, but, uh, I actually took a little bit of time off of work in the meantime, but we're back and man, things have been super busy. The news has not stopped. Didn't expect it to stop, but new commitment. We got to talk about today, starting off the week on a high note. Five-star Santa Ana modern-day defensive lineman Aiden Breland has committed to Oregon. Lots of stuff to get into with this pledge for Dan Lanning and the Ducks in the 2024 recruiting class. So we're going to break down this commitment and what it means for the Ducks, how it went down, and plenty to talk about. So just on the surface, I think we have to talk about the recruiting impact, what this win really means for Dan Lanning and the Ducks now in the 24 class and then looking at the bigger picture moving forward in the 2024 class moving ahead to the 2025-2026 classes and beyond I think the biggest thing that I really take away from this commitment Aiden Breland chooses the Ducks from a top three that also included Georgia and Miami and I think it's worth mentioning that Mario Cristobal was Aiden Breland's first offer when he was still at Oregon. And then obviously that relationship carried over to his time in the Sunshine State. Now that Mario Cristobal is heading up the Hurricanes program out in Coral Gables. But I really think most people can agree with me that this was an Oregon versus Georgia recruiting battle. And what really stands out to me is that Oregon finally beat Georgia for a top, top recruiting target, which is something that hasn't happened all too much in the 2024 recruiting class in general, outside of the 2024 class, but also in the 24 class. Running back Nate Frazier, who is also at modern day with Aiden Breland, 
He's committed to play for Georgia. You also have Joseph Jonah Ajonier, a big-time five-star defensive lineman out of the state of Texas in 24. The Ducks were going after him, and they were a finalist for him. He's going to Georgia. And then you also have the number one linebacker in the country, depending on what recruiting service you're looking at, Justin Williams. Joseph Jonah Ajonier's teammate at Oak Ridge out in Conroe. He's going to be playing for Kirby Smart and the Bulldogs. So this Aiden Breland commitment to Oregon, I think, has the potential to be and really is a statement for Dan Lanning. We'll talk a little bit more later probably about the Washington loss, and that obviously is is a, is a blow for Oregon, but it's only one game. But they did pick up a huge win on Saturday, and that's because Aiden Breland is going to be a duck. Six foot five, 290 pounds, the number 11 overall player in the country, according to 247 Sports, number four defensive lineman and the number one player in the state of California. He's going to be playing for Dan Lanning, Tosh LePoy, and the Ducks when he suits up to play his college football. So that's just a huge, huge statement for Dan Lanning and the Ducks. They're continuing to just be in contention and then now land some of the top players in the entire country and specifically along the defensive line. I think that when you look at this recruitment and just kind of how it happened, we had a top three for Aiden Breland, Oregon, Georgia, Miami. And after he set that top three, we didn't really know if any other visits were going to happen. He didn't rule anything out, but it didn't look like any were imminent. There weren't any trips on the horizon, but then he hops on a flight and makes his way out to Athens for an unofficial visit in late September. And my thinking was, okay, he took that visit. If he sets his commitment date right after that trip, it's probably looking like a Georgia a Georgia Bulldog. But that didn't happen. So there was a little bit of optimism. And then he did set his commitment date, and it was on October 14th. And Oregon wasn't going to have another home game before that commitment. And I took that as, well, you probably need to get him back on campus if you want to eventually land his commitment. And they weren't able to get him back on campus, but that ultimately didn't matter as they were able to win out in this recruitment. And for so long, I think that there's been this trend, right, of Oregon is a finalist for a top-tier guy, but you also have Georgia, Alabama, Texas A&M, other elite schools, Florida, um, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Clemson, but particularly with the SEC programs, Oregon is almost, I don't I won't, I won't want to say always, but they are so often right in the thick of it. They're top five, top three, top whatever it is. For Justin Williams, they were top two, and they can't get it done. They, they didn't win the recruiting battle. Now they have. They beat out Georgia for a five-star. That is really the, the storyline that we're looking at here with Aiden Breedland choosing to commit to the Ducks. And they are also keeping a top player on the West Coast home, uh, out West. So they're able to kind of buck that trend of top West Coast guys going out to play their college football outside of the West Coast. Julian Sand. Carlsbad quarterback out in San Diego. He's going to Alabama. They also have Brandon Baker also at modern day. He's going to Texas. Xavier and Brown at modern day. He's going to Alabama. Kingston Viliamu Asa. He's going to, to Notre Dame. 
So I think this is a good move for Oregon and also just, um, I guess I was going to say the Pac-12, but the Big Ten West, you know, teams like Washington, UCLA, Oregon, and USC, being able to keep the top talent out West is honestly a refreshing development because too many times in recent years we've seen all those other programs that I just mentioned come out West and they're already, the rich get richer, but Oregon's able to make a statement for West Coast football by bringing in Aiden Breland and securing a commitment from him. So um, I'm a little bit jumbled. This is my first podcast in a while, but those are some of my initial thoughts. I want to get into some evaluation and then continue breaking down this recruitment for Aiden Breland and the Ducks and, and really what it means. So let's talk, let's pop on some tape here um, for Aiden Breland. This is the junior tape. I don't think he has any updated tape on his huddle right now. So if you're watching on Oregon football, Max Torres, you guys got some highlights on your screen there. Make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel. Like I said, we're back after a short hiatus for, for a little vacation. But I think with Breland, a lot of stuff pops off right away, pops off the screen. You see some of that first step, not necessarily known uh, as a really elite end pass rusher, but at six foot five, 290 pounds, you see some good speed and quickness there. But really for me, it's about power. It's about violence, violent hands, and some athleticism. Um, when guys line up, when offensive linemen line up, and they have to go against Aiden Breland, they know they're going to have their hands full because he is just cut from a different cloth. There's not too many six foot five, two hundred ninety pound defensive linemen on the West Coast. So when you do have those guys, and they're they're as good as Aiden Breland is, just great tackle there on the run against, I believe, Oaks Christian. Um, you have to go after them. You absolutely have to go after them. We know that the defensive line play at Oregon has been pretty good, but it hasn't been good enough. You have guys like Brandon Dorless, who is an absolute stud for the Ducks. He was a three-star out of Florida in the 2019 class. Um, and then you have guys like Casey Rogers, Popo Amavai. Popo Amavai is definitely one of the, the great products from the West Coast along the defensive line. But to be able to continue stocking your defensive line room, with a guy like Aiden Breland is great. I love his intensity. The dude definitely plays with his hair on fire and uh, is one of the the most the, the biggest leaders, I would say, on that modern day defense. Um, you see the violent hands there to get to the quarterback and and, and uh, get get a hit on Caleb Sanchez last year. Um, it is worth mentioning that St. John Bosco did hand modern day its first loss of the year over the weekend. 28 to nothing loss. I haven't been able to see those highlights yet, but we know that Bosco is always a team that's going to be able to give modern day a run for their money. St. Francis Academy also gave them a run for their money earlier this year out in Baltimore, but modern day was able to get that win. So the thing that I think is worth mentioning with, with Breland, when I look at his game and I kind of dive into this evaluation a little bit more, like you guys can see the highlights. He, he's a dude for sure. Like he is, a guy that is going to be able to contribute at the college level. I don't think there's much question around that, but I think one thing that stuck out to me when I look at Breland after being able to see him each of these past two seasons is consistency. And I think that's a bit of a question mark right now because you see he can disrupt plays. You got a hand on that ball and batted the ball down at the line. But what are you doing on a play to play basis? We know that with defensive linemen, sometimes they're, they're, you know, a third down specialist uh, to come in and get, come after the quarterback, get after the quarterback, create some pressure. 
I think ideally you want Aiden Breland to be an every down kind of lineman and he's capable of doing that, but you see the flashes. You just want to see more of those flashes because then it's not really a flash. It's just, that's the kind of player that this guy is. So I don't say that as a slight, I'm not really trying clearly I'm not trying to criticize Breland as a player by any means. I'm just giving you my take as an analyst. I think that that's really where the next step in his game lies. He's, he has so many great tools in his toolkit. He's such a talented player, but he's not necessarily polished to that degree where you're confident that he's going to show up for you every play. Um, and I think that that's just something that'll come. The, the more coaching that he gets, the more football that he plays, once he gets to the college level and realizes I'm not the guy along the defensive line anymore, I think that's an area where he can grow in his game. And I'm confident that he's going to be able to do that because for Aiden Breland playing at modern day, he's playing alongside some of the best guys in the entire country, some of the best guys in Southern California. But once he gets to Oregon, think about the defensive line room he's going to be joining. The Ducks already have a great haul in 2024. Tion Gray out of Missouri, the St. Louis area, Zadavian Sims, the number one player in Oklahoma, Jackson Jones out of the state of Arizona as an edge rusher, all those guys are going to help push Breland. And then you have the guys that they signed in 2023. You have Mateo Uyunglele, who has already been a stud as a true freshman. Blake Purchase has also been playing a lot of great football for the Ducks as a true freshman. Jake Shipley, he's a little bit more seasoned, but he should be back for another year in 2024, you would think. But you're losing a lot of veterans if you're Oregon moving into the 2024 season. Popo Amavai, Casey Rogers, Brandon Dorless. Jordan Birch can come back if he wants, but I think it might be a little bit early to make that call. You got to operate if you're Oregon that they're probably going to lose those guys. Um, so bringing in a guy like Aiden Breland to help this room just continue to have talented guys and try to keep the standard high, I think that's big. Keon Ware Hudson, he's a junior right now. Maybe he comes back, but you also had guys like um, – Tavita Pomee, Amari Washington, Mikel Gardner, um, Terrence Green, huge, huge Terrence Green. All those guys, a lot of them, I should say, haven't seen too much of the field. So he's going to be competing against that defensive line group, Ashton Porter, Jaden Moore. So much talent in that room. And Jaden and Aiden Breland's gonna, he's gonna have to realize, you know, once he gets to, to Oregon, right? And he would have realized this at Georgia too, if he went there, you have to show up every single day. So you can earn those snaps. So with the veterans that Oregon is set to lose in 2024 along the defensive line, Aiden Breland's going to have plenty of opportunity to compete for some early snaps. I don't know if he's necessarily going to be uh, a key contributor as quickly as Mateo has. Um, a little bit too early to say for right now. I think we have to see how he looks and what we're hearing once he enrolls at Oregon. I would think that he's going to be able to enroll early. I think modern day usually allows that. Um, from an academic and school standpoint. Um, but his development at Oregon, he's he's already ready to play college ball right now. Look at his size, 6'5", 290. He doesn't look like a kid who's in high school. He looks like he's in college already. I think he's physically ahead of where Mateo was at this point. Mateo was like 6'5", 270. <coughs> you have to excuse me. I'm a little, little under the weather, uh, but the show goes on. So, that was just a little bit of my eval and some thoughts there uh, on Aiden Breland now that he's committed to Oregon. 
let's talk a little bit more about just defensive line recruiting and, and what's next for the Ducks at that position in 24. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. So now that Aiden Breland's on board, things really look like they're heating up for Oregon on the recruiting trail. Um, since I last talked to you guys on the podcast, Elijah Rushing decommitted from Arizona, five-star edge rusher out of Tucson, South Point Catholic. And almost right after that decommitment, I put my prediction in for Oregon. And um, maybe I'll, I'll do a pod later on explaining that a bit more, but I can talk about it here. Um, when he committed to Arizona, I, I didn't get the feeling that his heart was really in it. Um, I think that there's a lot of pressure on these kids to, to, to make their commitments and to do what's best for them and their families. But when he committed to Arizona, I was told by, by a connection at Oregon that they weren't going to let up in this race. So I, I, along with a lot of others put their predict, put my prediction in for Elijah Russian to go to Arizona to Oregon. Excuse me. I did predict him to Arizona before he committed initially um, with them coming in kind of at the 11th hour and, and, you know, had to change a heart after Oregon had led for so long, but I don't think Oregon's going to miss two times around once he's back on the market. I, I almost guarantee you that whole Oregon staff is like, we're not missing out on this. We're, we're getting this one done this time. So I think I feel really good about Elijah rushing going to Oregon because they already did such a great job recruiting them the first time around and they're going to be able to sell development. They're going to be able to sell fit and good players want to play with good players and now that Breland's in the fold, I think that's only going to set a higher standard for Oregon's defensive line recruiting. 
I already talked about all the great guys that they have in the fold of that position. They're not done. They're still going for some more. They would love to add rushing. He hasn't announced a new commitment date, but you'd figure that he knows what he wants in a school, has seen a ton of schools, is incredibly well-traveled. You have schools like Florida, Notre Dame, Tennessee, also in the mix for Elijah Rushing the first time around. But I feel like Oregon wants to get that one in the fold sooner rather than later. Focus on the field, uh, on-field product, and what you got going. Crazy schedule coming up, and you can try to put some of that attention into the 2025 recruiting class. And then you also have Jericho Johnson out of Fairfield, California, Armeo High School. I have my prediction on Oregon for him. Talented, four-star defensive lineman. And I think there's still a decent amount of room, you know, place to go in that uh, recruitment. He told me last I talked to him before his Oregon visit for the Colorado game, he wanted to make his decision in November, but that's going to be in-house between him and his camp, you know, his family, his coaches, what have you. And then he's going to go public in December during the early signing period. But now this might be a new wrinkle. Uh, when I made that prediction, I wasn't really expecting Oregon to get Aiden Breland. So I'm not moving my prediction right now. Now I have to do some work behind the scenes, talk to some, sor- some sources and get some intel on where things are at there. But I think that if, if you could have gotten one of Aiden Breland and Jericho Johnson, you were looking in a in great shape. You were going to be in a great spot. Now you're looking at the situation of maybe getting Breland, rushing, and Johnson all in the same class. And I know Cooper Patagna said it on 247 Sports on the that recruiting show when Breland committed, but if they can get Jericho Johnson and Elijah Rushing to pair along with Aiden Breland and the rest of that hall, they could very well have the best defensive line hall in the 2024 recruiting class. Um, I don't think that's a stretch. I think it's certainly possible. Um, that is a ton of competition in that room, but we saw the Ducks sign a lot of guys along the defensive line in 23, and now they're, lo- they're looking to do it again in 2024. So I feel better about rushing than Johnson right now. I think that makes a lot of sense to say because Oregon's already put in a tremendous amount of work with Elijah rushing. But as far as Jericho Johnson goes, I think that you definitely see Washington as the biggest threat there. He was in Seattle over the weekend for that game, got to see the Huskies win over the Ducks. And I think a lot of people really just are too reactionary and fans can get really upset about recruiting impacts from one game, whether that's a loss or a win. And I think that at the very least, that win over Oregon probably gave Jericho Johnson something to think about. He already had Washington in his top four. Reminder, Jericho Johnson's top four, Oregon, Washington, USC, and Utah. But I would expect that Washington would have some kind of positive recruiting momentum from a win like that. We'd be saying the same exact thing if Oregon won that game. So I don't think it's time to freak out over Oregon and Jericho Johnson. There's still a long way to go there. Um, Still a lot of season left. It's just one game. I don't think one game is as impressionable on recruits as it is on fans. They're much more focused on the big picture and everything that's going on. So, um, you know, I'm definitely giving Washington their props in that game. And uh, I think they're definitely still a player in Jericho Johnson's recruitment, but that was pretty much already the case. So we'll see what happens there. But if you can have that defensive line haul, that would be absolutely phenomenal. Um, What else can I get into here with with Aiden Breland? Already talked about the win over Georgia and how huge that is. Uh, I think that might be a benchmark that we look back on in a few years with Dan landing on the Ducks and just kind of where he's taken the program, the program, excuse me, where he's taken them. And that might be, this could be a turning point in 
Dan Lane's recruiting process at Oregon, which is kind of crazy to say because he's already done such a good job. I think that he's definitely received a lot of criticism for missing out on guys like rushing the first time around. We'll see what happens the second time around. Missing out on Brandon Baker. A lot of people are upset about that. But getting a guy like Aiden Breland, I think it's almost more significant than getting Mateo in 2023 over, and I wrote about this in, a, in a, my uh, evaluation, my class impact story on Ducks Digest. This could be a more impactful commitment. Maybe not more impactful, but this could be a bigger commitment in terms of just where Dan Lanning's at, where Oregon is at as a program than Mateo. And, and it could be close, but I think it's at least worth a conversation because Oregon landed Mateo over USC right in their backyard over Ohio State with Larry Johnson, one of the best developers of, of pass rushers in, in all of college football. But USC wasn't in it for Aiden Breland. It was really Georgia. And you could obviously make the clear argument that Georgia is a harder team to out-recruit than USC. Um, especially, especially, especially for defensive guys. As amazing as Georgia has been, um, I know they definitely don't look as good this year as they did in the past two years, but they are more, I think they're more known for their defensive guys, right? Which makes sense. Georgia is a defensive minded program with Kirby Smart. So for Oregon to win out and get Aiden Breland, I think that this is one of those notches in your belt that you need if you're Dan Lanning, if you want to go into that top five territory. Oregon's recruited a lot of good classes, but they haven't been able to get to that top five class. And I think that they might be able to do that. This is certainly a step in the right direction with, with Aiden Breland. Maybe we're, I didn't really think with, with some of the developments that were happening in the 24 class, sorry, I'm still a little jumbled around. I didn't think that top five was really in the cards. Is it back in the cards now? with Aiden Breland committing to Oregon, that that wasn't something we expected a couple weeks ago. Maybe that's back in play now because I already talked about some of the other guys that are in the running for, right? Uh, Five-star Elijah rushing four-star Jericho Johnson, uh, Jason Brown jr. Ducks are looking great for him. I have, I have my pick in, I think I was the first in the industry to predict Jason Brown jr. To Oregon. Um, so those guys are all, are all, uh, you know, trending towards Oregon as of right now. Uh, and then you also have Jeremiah McClellan, a four-star wide receiver out of St. Louis that's committed to Ohio State right now. He showed up in Eugene, kind of a surprise unofficial visit for the Colorado game. you got to figure that the Ducks are still very much alive in that recruitment, even though he's committed to Ohio State. So you really don't know. There's a lot of things still on the table here. And then another thing that we have to mention, five-star Bradenton, Bradenton, Florida, IMG Academy offensive lineman Jordan Seaton will take his official visit to Oregon this weekend when the Ducks play host to the Washington State Cougars. That's a massive development on the recruiting trail. I think that he was supposed to come out for an official visit, maybe for the USC game. But um, now it looks like he's going to be in Eugene for this weekend's game against the Cougs. It really seems like Oregon's offensive line recruiting is down to Jordan Seaton and then Eddie Pierre-Louise out of Tampa, Florida. So two big-time Florida offensive linemen look like they're going to be could possibly be um, the the main focus for Oregon's offensive line recruiting. So we went from, I don't know if they're going to get any five stars to maybe they end up with three. I'm not predicting that by any means. We've got to pump the brakes there, but you got Breland in the fold. So you got a five star. That's something that a lot of fans are going to be happy about. Elijah rushing. You're in a great spot with him. Maybe you had another five star and then Jordan Seaton. Um, it's only October. So we still got, <coughs> excuse me. We still got a plenty of time for, we still got plenty of time in that recruitment, but maybe they can get it done with him. Malik Terry's from, from Florida. 
they haven't done a great job recruiting, at least haven't been very successful recruiting IMG players, I should say. But now you got a leak Terry on this staff. He's from Florida. Maybe he can buck that trend, uh, which Dan Lanning just bucked with losing out to Georgia for top tier recruits. So long way to go there. Got to see what's going on. But man, Oregon is really, really getting hot on the recruiting trail now. Uh, after picking up a commitment from Aiden Breland. Is Elijah rushing next? We have to see what's going on, but he looks like that's the most promising guy, him along with Jason Brown Jr. Um, I think that those are two guys that you got to be excited about if you're a Duck fan and you want to follow recruiting. So I think that'll do it for us on today's episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. couple of quick reminders for you guys. Make sure you lock in with me on all social media platforms. I'm at mTaurus Sports on both Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, at Oregon Football, Max Torres. Read all my written work over on ducksdigest.com and then do me a huge favor and share the Ducks Dish podcast with your friends, with your family, and with other Duck fans. Super stoked to be back and on the grind. Going to be in Eugene in just a couple of weeks for Oregon versus Cal. And uh, can't wait to be at that one, be back in Eugene, be back in Hudson Stadium. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. And we will see you in the next one. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.